0: The Last Kids on Earth, by Max Braulier, illustrated by Douglas Holgate. Read with permission by the publisher, Scholastic Incorporated. Chapter 15. At the end of the school's long side hallway is a metal door. I catch my breath and push on the safety handle. It's nearly pitch black outside, My eyes adjust, and in the moonlight, I see zombies. Zombies everywhere, and Blarg across the street, staring vacantly into the night. Okay, crew, I whisper, stay quiet and no light. What light would there be, Dirk asks. I don't know, if you're carrying a lightsaber, don't whip it out all of a sudden. Just no light, okay? They all nod. I really wish we had a secret handshake or something right now, I say. Jack, give up the secret handshake, Quint says. There are no secret handshakes. There will be, I say, once we get home alive. Now, ready? We all look at each other, thinking about what we're about to do. Nervous. Terrified, right down to the bone. But in this together, we all nod our heads yes, then I step out the door. We move very stealthy. Very stealthy for about seven feet. Seven feet of super Sam Fisher splinter-style stealth. The stealthiness before the zombies catch scent of our human stink. The undead monsters moan and roar and open their arms, waiting to greet us with their decaying fingers and sink their teeth into our skin and just straight up peel the flesh from our bones. Enough tiptoeing. Time to put a hurt on these undead uglies. Suddenly, all around me, it's freaking crazy. Zombie battling action. Fists fly. Bones crunch. Dirk is throwing haymakers. Pow! One hard uppercut to a zombie chin. June swings her broom handle spear. Crack! It slams against a zombie skull. Then she whirls, swinging low, sweeping four undeaders off their feet. Smash, Quint cracks one of his glass tubes against the undead head. He's blinding them with science. We continue forward, battling, fighting, forcing our way to Big Mama. We're getting close, just one final push. Good job, guys, good effort. Dirk yanks yanks open the door to Big Mama and then the worst possible thing that could happen, well, it happens. Big Mama's headlights flash on. The high beams. They cut across the grass, slicing through the darkness. I follow their path. They're shining directly onto Blarg. His eyes flash and he opens his fanged mouth and he lets out a tremendous, Blarg. Jack, quints cheeks. you left the high beams on? He turns them off fast. Whoops, look, I said I was a good driver. But I never said I was a good dashboard controller guy. Blarg. Blarg takes a dozen heavy, earthquaking steps and in moments he's towering over Big Mama. His next step shakes the ground and sends us all tumbling back onto our butts. I'm sprawled out, staring up at the fiend. And that's when I see it, right in front of my eyes, my sneakers, and it hits me, a backup plan. Heroes gotta have backup plans. I reach downward and rip, yank off the tape covering my light ups. The red lights glow bright in the darkness as I get to my feet. Jack, what are you doing, June J- J- hisses? Dancing, what? Fun fact, I am a fantastically bad dancer. All my own moves, a little bit of the robot dance, a little bit of the jig, a little bit of shaking and convulsing, a little bit of cotton-eyed Joe. Hey Blarg, check out my stupidly awesome, stupid shoes. Blarg's eyes flicker as he focuses on the flashing light. He groans curiously and then, see you later guys, I call and I take off running. Where are you going, June shouts. Just running, you guys get to the treehouse. Wait, Jack, take this, Quint calls after me. I turn, stumbling, just in time to see Quint tossing one of his little science dork action capsules toward me. A terrible throw, as always. I scoop it up and keep running. What is it, I call out. Acid eye blast, Quint shouts. Neat name. Now get out of here, I yell, spinning around and racing across the grass out onto the street. Bright red lights flashing with every step. Blarg roars and stomps after me. This is the dumbest thing I've ever done by far and i've done a lot of dumb things i mean i'm the guy who once licked old spice deodorant because i thought it was classier than teeth brushing jack you're so stupid 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 i say as i run along far behind me i hear big mama's engine roar to life, rumbling in the night well i suppose that's the silver lining even if blarg eats me whole i gave my friends a chance I continue running, continue racing, continue telling myself how stupid this is. Down Spring Street, across Main Street, and up onto the sidewalk. And there, dead ahead of me, is a big overturned truck. I slide to a halt. To my left is the pet store. Cars all along the sidewalk. I've dashed directly into a dead end. Blarg tramps closer, immense, gigantic, looming over me as is a creature from another time, another place, a horrible nightmare figure. Well, Mr. Horrible Nightmare figure, old Jack Sullivan doesn't go down without a fight. And he doesn't go down without his wrist rocket. Let's dance, Monster Pants. Bla- Blarg takes a heavy step toward me, shaking the pavement, nearly knocking me off my feet. His hot breath blasts my face as he opens his thick, toothy mouth and unleashes an ear-splitting roar. Lightning fast, my hands flash to the acid capsule in my mouth. Yank it out, jam it into the slingshot, and tug it back. Wait... I hold my breath like Robin Hood, lining up an arrow, and fling. Blarg! A demonic howl erupts from Blarg's lungs. He paws at his face, trying to wipe away the sizzling chemical mixture. Yeehaw! I've damaged the acid, the blasted beast. Acid eye blast for the win. What's up now, Blarg? I shout. Blarg lowers his hand and, then re- and reveals. Well, I just about puke all over my light-ups. Quint's acid capsule has done something to the monster. He's changed. He is now... Acid blarg. He has acid bubbling on his forehand wound. Smells worse than he did last time around somehow. He has a chemically mangled mug. Look on his face says this time it's personal. So this is it. The monster has taken his final form. Thud. Another noise behind me. And then a fuming ferocious growl. Another monster? Come on. Can't a fella get a break? Just like two seconds without a new monster assault would be heaven. I spin around to see... Chapter 16. Rover! Rover slams into me from behind, taking me off my legs, knocking me up into the air. I grab the reins and work my way up his furry side. Rover, buddy, I shout. Nice timing. I duck as Rover charges between acid Blarg's legs and then... We're off. I grip the reins as tight as an Xbox controller while Rover rockets down the street. Massive paws pounding the pavement. He rips around the corner and I'm nearly launched from the saddle. Crash! Rover lowers his head and slams into a trash can, knocking it up and over my head. An old Wendy's wrapper plasters itself to my face. Yuck, pickles, old pickle juice on my tongue. Ugh. I rip off the gnarly pickle wrapper in time to see dozers in the road. Rover, give it to him, I scream, ducking down and kapow, ah! Acid Blarg snarls as he chases us. He's moving faster now, practically on top of us. I can smell his foul stench. But we're close. The treehouse is just two blocks away. The sun is coming up. Faster, Rover! And then I spot Big Mama, racing down the street. I see Dirk's behind the wheel. I tug the reins, steering Rover until we're sprinting alongside the speeding truck. Hey, buddies, I call out. How fun is this? Dirk glances out the window and does a double take. June sits up, catches my eye, and smiles. I flash a wink, like a cool guy. Quint, activate defenses. On it. I catch a glimpse of Quint reaching into his pocket, grabbing his little remote control keychain thing. It's all like beep, boop, beep. The treehouse towers over the fence at the end of the street. It's going into action, almost transforming, as all of Quint's gadgets and defenses begin activating. The treehouse's catapult, flings forward, launching a big screen TV. It soars through the air, tumbling end over end. I crane my neck in time to see TV time slam. It hits right into Blarg's head. Dirk steers Big Mama up onto the curb, and the truck skids to a halt. My friends move in a a unit like a better-looking version of the Avengers, racing to the fence and climbing over. A second later, Rover charges forward, smashing through the fence into the backyard. In a flash, I'm climbing off Rover, scaling the treehouse, ready for the final battle at dawn. Chapter 17. Batten down the hatches, Quint yells. There are hatches, June asks. Not that I know of, I say. Quint rushes around the treehouse in a panic. Below us, I spot Dirk running for Quint's garage workshop. Entire trees are knocked down, ripped from the earth as acid Blarg stomps closer. His thick, black claws swing like great blades. June's face is so white it's nearly see-through. Let's keep running, she shrieks. We can't stay. He's going to rip this treehouse from the ground. But we can't do that. I can't do that because, see, here's the thing, here's the truth. This tree house isn't just any old tree house. It's my home. For the first time in my life, I have a real permanent home. And Quint and June and Dirk, for the first time in my life, I have real friends. Permanent ones, not going anywhere ones, a family. Everything I was ever jealous of, everything those other kids had when I felt like a crummy orphan, well now I have it sure it took a freaking monster apocalypse for me to get it but there's no way i'm losing it now not to this big jerk we don't run i say this is our treehouse no one messes with our treehouse i grip the treehouse railing acid Glarg's next step crushes the fence around the backyard another crushes our wooden pike things outer defense is breached quintalers unleash the little hug monster stopping juice grenades so a fact about little hugs—they're the best. If you've ever had them, if you've never had them, get them. They're sweet and delicious and taste like sugary chemicals. And when they're empty, they make for perfect monster-stopping juice grenades. Quick con- Quint con- concocted a killer recipe. Little hug juice monster-stopping monster-stopping juice grenades have lemon juice, Pop Rocks, mayonnaise, Trivexelizetide, extra stink. Extra strength dandruff shampoo and honey Dijon salad dressing inside. Acid Blarg howls as the liquid grenade concoctions crackle against his hardened head. He claws at his sizzling skin. Jack, the second catapult, Quint yells. You, um, you guys have a second catapult, June asks. Duh, I say with a grin, then leap to a dangling rope and swing around the other side of the treehouse. There, Quint has a giant branch pulled back and tied to the floor of the treehouse deck. Second catapult. The the catapult basket is a rusty old refrigerator box stocked with crud from around town. Bike seats, microwaves, bricks, car doors. Time to unleash the junk. I bring down the Louisville slicer, hacking through the rope, and junk attack, fling, crash. A whole double ton of junk nails acid blarg on the nose. A bucket of bowling balls slams into his belly and the hideous beast howls. But still, this unstoppable evil keeps coming marching forward like some murderous monster machine. I'll distract him, June shouts. She leaps up, swinging on the escape rope, out and over the yard, to the roof of my neighbor's house. I grin. June's unnatural. Hey, monster face, get a life! she says. Acid Blarg turns his big head to June. That gives Rover the opening he needs to jump in, diving at Acid Blarg's feet, digging his thick fangs into the monster's leg. Acid Blarg roars and reaches him, scooping up Rover and hurling him. Smack! Quint and Rover tumble over the side of the treehouse. Rover yelps as he hits the ground. Quint lands hard on the grass. I hear him go oof as the wind is taken out of him. I'm spun aside. The Louisville slicer slips from my hand and sticks into the grass just inches from Quint's face. We can't keep this up much longer. But then the cavalry has arrived. Pick on someone your own size, Dirk yells. Dirk is armed to the teeth with Quint's insane of inventions. He flings four Razor Frisbees through the air, then unloads with the explosive football launcher. Blam, blam, blam! The hits middle muddle Acid Blarg's monster brain. He takes an off-balance step forward into the moat pool. Ka-splash! There's an ear-splitting crack as Acid Blarg's giant tree-trunk-sized ankle snaps. The monster is wounded. This is the moment, post-apocalyptic action hero Jack Sullivan's moment. Quint, I called down, let's play catch. Quint on the grass looks up at me confused and then ding, he gets it. But you can't catch and I can't throw, he shouts. Today we can, today we will. Quint nods once hard, he scrambles to his feet, reaches out and grabs the Louisville slicer. His face is pale, sweat pouring down his forehead. We have one shot at this. I charge across the treehouse, take two steps on the diving board, and shout, Now! Quint throws the Louisville Slicer. I jump up, hanging in midair for a moment. The bat spins up, up, up as I'm hitting the board, and then I'm springing into the air and got it! I grip the handle tight as I'm twisting my body, turning in the air as I pull back the blade, and skitch! I slam the Louisville Slicer into the scar on Lark's giant monster forehead. He howls. I'm dangling from the blade, gripping tight as the monster's legs give out, and he comes crashing down, down, and BOOM! Chapter 18 I lie there, on top of big, dead Blarg, trying to catch my breath. It takes about, oh, two hours. I don't hear any of the terrible sounds of this world. No monsters howling, no zombies moaning, just my breath returning to me. And then, oomph, a kick to my gut, my eyes flutter open. Hey Jerk, nice job, June says. I manage a green, I know. Silence for a moment, then I hear Quint and Dirk rustling around, Rover yawns. June has her hands on her hips, taking it all in, the ragged ground, the giant dead monster we're standing on the kick-butt tree fort that towers over the yard, and Dirk and Quint and Rover are friends, and then she smiles and says, well, that was something. Yep, I say, it sure was. Hey, dork, stop smiling, Dirk hollers, grinning. Yes, Quint says, we've got much cleaning up to do and a treehouse to rearm. A treehouse to rearm, a home to defend, and you know what, it feels great. So that's it, we won, we survived, for now. There are more monsters to fight and more beasts to slay, and hopefully there are more kids out there, and the treehouse's numbers will grow. Someday, maybe, we'll lead an army against these monsters. But until then, the most important thing is, I did it. Well, sorta. I mean, it turns out June was no damsel in distress, and she most definitely did not need rescuing. But in a roundabout way, I rescued her anyway, and that means I completed the ultimate feat of apocalyptic success. And now, well, now I think it's time we all relaxed, at least for a little while. And hey, maybe we'll even have time to figure out a secret team handshake before the next giant monster comes around the corner. The end for now.